Welcome, everyone. This is the Abundant Investor Podcast, and we are Beth and Christine, your hosts. We are here to show you how you can live your rich life right now with the power of an abundance mindset and tools the wealthy have used for years that are accessible to the rest of us. Things like real estate investing and using the powerful benefits of life insurance. We're so glad you're here. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone. It's Christine and Beth from The Abundant Investor. We are back today with an episode we're so excited to share with you. It's real estate out of the box. It's thinking about ways to leverage equity, to take advantage of today's market, which does have limited inventory, which does have certain constraints around it. And we think it has a lot of opportunity as well. And when we start to look at it in a way that is full of opportunity, we think outside the box, we see possibilities that maybe our neighbors and people around us aren't necessarily thinking about, maybe the way that we've thought about real estate in the past um, ourselves, then so much can open up for us. And we want to share with you today, we thought it would be really fun to share some different ways to think about buying and selling property, to invest in real estate. If you've wanted to start investing um, so much of the time, it's easy to say, oh, the circumstances are not in my favor. The interest rates are high. The inventory is low. Okay. And <laughs> what can we do with mm -hmm. what we've got? Because there is a lot to work with. Beth and I have taken creative approaches to the primary residences that we've purchased before to real estate investing. And we want to share some of those tips and tricks in insider um, scoop with you today. So we're so excited to dive in. We are going to walk through three different scenarios with you. Um, on ways to look at real estate. And, um, you know, so much of this is thinking about it in a light that is different, open-minded, growth mindset oriented. And Beth, I'm so excited to dig in with you. We are going to start with, um, you know, how to purchase a new home with, so your first time home buyer, we're going to talk about, you know, how do you get into the, today's market and start building equity? How do you become a real estate investor if you haven't had a lot of experience to date? Awesome. Yes. This is, you know what? I, I couldn't agree more, Christina. A lot of it is your mindset, right? What you look for, you find. <laughs> and if you're looking for reasons not to be in the market because interest rates are low or in, um, interest rates are high or inventory is low, then that's what you're going to find. But there's also opportunity. Um, it's, it is a little bit, you have to be more patient, but there's opportunity there. So I, I love that. I think it's really, what we're talking about today is really in line with what you and I really believe in is living your rich life now and maybe not just doing um, what everybody else is doing or following the status quo. And, and, you know, real estate is a lot like that. When it's a real estate is one of those topics that if everybody's zigging, you should zag. <laughs> um, yes. And you have to have discipline to do that and you have to have the right attitude. So I think what the, so we're going to walk through today, three scenarios. The first scenario is really about using your primary home to, to as a launching pad. Mm. You and I both did this. We've talked about this in other podcasts, but if you can um, think about, trying to make your first home something where you can add value and and fix it up and maybe even live through that fix up as a way to um, save money and what have you and um, put a little sweat equity in 
then you can really use that as a great launching pad for your next home. So yes. some guidelines here would be, you know, what to look for. Well, if you could ever do it, this in a multifamily property, that's your, that's like a number one, try to find a property. A that's, yeah. It's a, it's a home run. Try to find a property that is um, a multifamily that you can add value to by um, even you know, a coat of paint goes a long way and everybody can paint, right? That's so Just true. Even thinking about that, how you, um, you know, getting, um, taking a, maybe, maybe the property was um, getting below market rent. And all mm. you do is get in a tenant in there that you're, that starts paying market rent. That's, you just added value. Um, in Boston, if you buy a multifamily in Boston and you add a, a bedroom, Boston has these great programs that are encouraging people to do that because they because inventory is low. We have a very low housing stock here in Boston. So there's programs like that where you can get um, financial incentives from the city of Boston to add bedroom space. Like that is a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, so thinking about that and then you stay two years and the two years is really important because of the um, cap gain um, exclusion. So if you're a single person and you've lived in your primary home for two out of the past five years and you sell, your first $250,000 is excluded from capital gains tax. That's huge. If you're a married couple, that goes up to 500,000. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, a lot of people are exceeding that. <laughs> so they have, they have to pay capital gains tax on anything above the 250 or 500, whether they're single or married. So, I mean, that's a really great kind of, um, you know, if you can do that two or three times, say you're young and you're, you're mm -hmm. single or you're married and you don't have a family yet, you know, if you can grin and bear it and live through like a little bit of uncomfortable, like, you know, living through construction or maybe not having a kitchen for, you know, six weeks, um, you can really, you can really hit a home run here. So I think it's a great way to, um, to start, to start your real estate journey. It's something that I've done. Um, I, my poor family have put them through a couple of these <laughs> and we're still I'd together. say you're lucky family. <laughs> and, um, and, but it's fun. You know, I remember thinking back in our first, you know, I talked about this before, but my first real estate purchase was a two family in South Boston that we converted to condos and we added a lot of sweat equity. I mean, a lot of coming home from working all day in, in financial services to paint for a few hours at night. Um, you know what? And we put on some good music and we made it fun and we put a ton of equity into that property. And it was a launching pad for us to buy our next home and and be able to do a lot of things that, you know, that we, we wanted to do, travel and all that kind of great stuff. So um, that's the first scenario. I, I love that so much. Yeah, I, I just want to say, I just want to add on to that. Um, I think it's it's a really fun thing to do if you're in your 20s or your 30s and you're thinking about buying your first place. It could be a really great way to get into the market. And I want to say it's never too late. It doesn't really matter your age. Mm -hmm. And the earlier you can start, um, the more money you have to play with. So think of this as a side hustle in a way, because that's exactly what you're doing is you're creating more income for yourself later on by building in equity to your property. And with all the HGTV shows out there with all of the information on YouTube, really, um, you can tackle almost any project 
aside from anything you need a license for, like plumbing right. or electrical, um, on your own. There are so many possibilities to learn and and figure out how to do that. Um, another tip I just want to share, because we've talked about my experience too, was buying a condo in Cambridge when I was outside of Boston here when I was 24. And when I did that, I picked a place, it was probably one of the smaller it wasn't run down, but it wasn't like anything glamorous. Um, smaller condo in a neighborhood full of beautiful, big, old Victorian homes outside of Harvard Square. And I just knew that that was going to hold its value. So if you can find neighborhoods that are either up and coming or that are always going to have value, always going to hold value because in this case, it was right near Harvard, right? That's always going to be a value. Um, then you have a pretty sure bet that that is only going to rise in in value and if you add value to it um a house hack is where you maybe like you've talked about beth adding another bedroom i found this place that had this weird walkthrough room it was like maybe an office to get to the second bedroom so what i did was i put a wall up i blocked most of it off i created a hallway to the bedroom in the back and added a second bedroom um because anyone in real estate knows that the more bedrooms um is the higher the value. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, so so those kinds of things can, they're just wonderful. I can't encourage anyone enough to get started by buying something and adding some kind of value. And if you're not sure what that looks like or where to buy, please ask us. We are here to help you with that. We, we both are able to help you to buy and sell real estate. We can put you in touch with someone in your local market that we trust, that knows the market really well and knows how to find these types of properties. That's right. And we can help you with the financing too. It's just a number. You know, the interest rate's just a number that you're plugging into a scenario. So don't get too like wound up about it. It's, yeah. you know, you have your, you know, your income, there's, there's a scenario. They're going to ask you these questions. How much, is, how much money are you making? How much debt do you have? And they're going to take that. It's a formula. They're going to look at the current interest rate, how much you have to put down, and they're going to give you, okay, here's how much you can afford. And now you have that. It's no mystery. Now you go out and you, now you go out and your work starts. All right, now let's find, you know, if it's a single family, they'll give you a price range. They'll give you a price range for a two or three family. And then you get to use the income from that property too. So you can obviously buy something that's a little bit more expensive. So um, we can help you with that. We don't, you don't have to get too, too caught up about um, worrying about all oh, the interest rates. There's always yeah. going to be, there's always going to be something because when interest rates come down, there's going to be more buyers out there. So right. and housing prices will probably yeah. go up. So yeah, yeah let, let us help you work through that because it's not totally prohibitive. There are scenarios where it makes a lot of sense to buy these days and, um, and people are doing it. That's and we right. can, yeah. So we let's talk help. about the next scenario. Christine, yes. you've done this using your primary mm -hmm. home as you've gained uh, a lot of equity in it to tap into that equity to, to do other things. So let's, let's hear about that a little bit. Okay, so this is something I feel like there's so many people right now, especially midlife, who purchased real estate five or more years ago. The market has really gone up in most markets, if not all. Um, I know people are sitting in houses with a lot of equity. And 
the listen, like, let's be honest, the cost of living has gone up. We've been through higher inflation than we have in any other period in some of our lifetimes or, um, you know, recent history. So how can you, like, I'm always thinking opportunistically, how can you take advantage of all that equity that's in your primary residence, if this is you, and deploy that somewhere else so that you can make that money work for you, right? So- mm-hmm. You know, this is how the wealthy people build wealth. They make their money, make money for them, right? They they put it into vehicles that just grow without, it's truly the truest form of passive income. So um, this is this is something that's available to anyone who's got a good amount of equity in a primary residence in most cases and has good credit. You can take that equity out of your house through something called a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, or a cash out refi and access the cash to use in another type of investment. How does this work? Um, You can go to your bank, take out a home equity line of credit. Let's just say you take one out for $300,000 because maybe you have $500,000 of equity in your house right now. You have that line of credit available to you and you only pay interest on it when you use it. So it's sitting there essentially now in a bank account. And when you're ready to buy a property, whether it be all cash, whether you want to use some of it for a down payment, some of it for a renovation, some for each, it's accessible to you. And you can take that money and start investing in real estate. You can really use it and start investing in a business or anything else you want to. Um, This is something that we did when, and this is exactly how I got into real estate investing. And at the time, I wasn't talking to other investors too much. I just, I knew that I had that money. And I said, I think we can use this to put a down payment on a house, on a vacation house near the beach. And we did. And that's how we got started. And it felt a little bit risky. Yeah. Yeah. And in retrospect, it like, no, it makes total sense. And then over time, as you started to get some income from that home, you can pay yourself back. Exactly. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's something that you can, um, you can pay as you go, as you said, and then as you start to gain income, you pay yourself back. And then it's there, you can do it again. It's a rinse and repeat. So it's It's rinse and repeat. Yeah. 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 And and a lot of real estate investors, what they'll do is something called the Burr method, which is Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll continue to do this. And actually when we renovated that first beach house, um, we then did a cash out refi to get a down payment for our next house in the same town, because we found another property we wanted to renovate and rent out. And that's exactly what we did. And um, it's, it's worked really beautifully. That's great. That is great. I love it. I love it. All right. So the next scenario is to the empty nester. And, you know, I've been in real estate for a long time and the generation, I think, above me, this is how they 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 ran. They had their primary home. They um, sent their kids off to college and they stayed in that home. And I, I said this to Christine, kind of white knuckled for as long <laughs> as they possibly can could until, God forbid, they died or they got, you know, they needed to move to some type of assisted living. And we think that life is more, it has more to offer than that. <laughs> and that, you know, you don't necessarily, and I know, like, I'm just speaking of my dad, right? He did not want to sell that home that he raised us in because he really wanted to have everybody home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so he stayed in a house for 365 days a year for, what, two or three days when everybody came home for Thanksgiving. 
But no. otherwise, it was more house than he needed, and he yeah, really exactly. wasn't super attached. Exactly. So, so what you you know, here's the scenario, and I think I'm, we're starting to see people do this more and more, mm-hmm. is when the kids are gone, to take that home and to downsize, to sell it, and you don't necessarily have to buy another home in the same market or down the street or at all. You can take that money. You could put it in a high yield savings account and, you know, and, and, and use the interest from that to, to pay rent. Or there's so many, there's so many possibilities here. Um, you know, we talked about before, you know, say your cap gain was $500,000. Now, a lot of these homes, especially in the market that we're in, they're going to probably be uh, walking away with a lot more than $500,000 if they were to sell today. Um, but say they had a $500,000 capital gain and they put that into a high yield savings account. Right now, those are paying five and a quarter. So that yields almost $2,200 a month that you could put right towards, say, rent. And instead of waiting for, you know, um, you know, staying in that home, go up to the Vermont and rent a beautiful home and have everybody go up there for Airbnb and for Thanksgiving. You know, have a beautiful, fun, yeah, yeah. have a really different experience that your kids are going to cherish and remember, will you miss your home and like all the memories? Sure. And will you get over that once you move on? Absolutely. I really believe that. And I think people, people want different experiences and they want to, yeah, they want the memories, but the memories are the family. They're not so much the house. Like we believe who you're with, not so much where you are. And I think there's so so many opportunities today. There's so many awesome Airbnbs you can rent for the holidays or just for your family vacation instead of everyone coming back home and people will move through that. And it's really okay. I mean, if you think about the fact that you're holding on to your home for, oh, because my kids are going to come home a couple times a year and they're nostalgic. Um, I moved through that with my high school kids because we yeah. sold our house right before my daughter went to college and moved through one my child who's most nostalgic and most homey. And it actually, it's, I want to tell you, it's okay. She's okay. And we, we moved and um, she actually loves where we moved and we're creating new memories. And it really is about the people, not so much the place. And yeah, by the way, it's true. Yeah. By the way, you'll find another awesome place. Um, no, even a place maybe that has more. Right. You know, so yeah. maybe you know maybe that second home is a is a home on the beach, and you you may even see them even more because now you exactly. have a place that's really fun that they want to come to during the summer, or maybe it's a ski house that you get to see them every weekend all winter, not just bingo. <laughs> so there's some really fun things. I think of like my sister's building a house in Vermont, and for the past really two or three years. They've lived, her and her husband have lived in some really fun places like downtown Boston and Palm Springs, California. Ah, so they've, cool. been, they've had so, they've been able to really um, integrate sort of travel and where they're living. And it's, it's fun. It's so much more fun than, um, than sitting in a house. And inventory is at an all time low. So we need your home. <laughs> I say that tongue in cheek, but. Really, like we know what we know today is that in a lot of markets, and I can speak specifically to Greater Boston, inventory is really low. Mm-hmm. And when inventory is really low, that's the primary indicator of how, you know, what you're going to get for your home. And it's your, if you're a seller, 
you're going to get the highest amount for your home when there's less competition, when inventory is low. Mm -hmm. So today we know that inventory is low. We don't know what's going to happen in a year, you know, mm -hmm. with interest rates and all that kind of thing. So if you're thinking about it, um, you know, let's like, talk. Said, like, yeah. like, call it, like it, whether or not you hire us to help you, let's talk and we can help you see different scenarios and different ways of thinking about it. Because it doesn't have to be maybe the vision that you've always had that you're going to stay in the house forever. It's totally okay to change your mind. And we can help you see the other possibilities because it's truly there are unlimited possibilities about what life and home could look like. And we think that's so exciting. Yeah, exactly. There's so much, there's so much potential there. It really, it's really, you know, um, we talk a lot about, you know, the status quo. We said that on this podcast and others. And you get it. You have the opportunity to design the life that you really want. And I think that you know, um, you staying in a home just because that's what your parents did, or gosh, there's this stick. Like people think, oh, I couldn't rent a home. Why not? You know? Why not? Why Absolutely. Not? You know, put your put your money in the bank, get some interest from a high yield savings, and and shop around. Maybe you want to buy on a lake or down the Cape. And you could still probably rent a smaller place nearby, you know, for wherever, wherever your primary home was. Um, there's 100. so many possibilities, so many possibilities. Exactly. But, um, and the renting you know, helps you. Yeah. I was just going to say the re renting, renting gives you a chance to try something out to see if you like it. I love that too. Um, yeah. Because, because how do you know if you're really going to like something or not, if you're not sure go rent and then, you know, we're so we can really be flexible these days. There's all kinds of storage options. There's all kinds of opportunities to get settled into places and get help with that. And it's just, there's people living this way. There's people living nomadically. Mm. Um, and it's not just for the 20 something set. I want to say like, we're seeing more and more people who are retirees or their kids are out of college and they want to go experience something different. And we just want you to have that, know that that opportunity exists. And dream big about it and really dream big yeah. about it. Go you for know, it. Think, like we said at the beginning of this call, what you look for, you find. And so why do I look for something that you really is going to light you up? What would feel <laughs> so good. Right. Exactly. What would feel so good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's a couple of ways I think we can offer some some assistance here for folks. Um, one of the very first things is we have a we have a guide for sellers, steps that you can take to start to prepare your home. Um, and so that's free. It will we'll put it in the show notes. You can download it. You know, um, it's time to start, you know, maybe um, decluttering if you're thinking about this. It feels great when you do it, I have to say. You know? yeah, whether or not you end up moving, the yeah. decluttering is a it's a really good process to go through. <laughs> therapeutic. That's therapeutic. It really is. And it, you're going to have to do it someday. Might as well do it now. And um, a little tip is that um, a lot of times parents put boxes away for kids of things that they think they're going to want when they're like, you know, they're grown adult kids like, oh, maybe they'll want this piece of yard row that my mother gave me. I'll tell you right now, they don't want it. They don't want <laughs> any of it. Do not store it in a box. Do not pay for storage for it. They don't want your china. They don't want your yard row. They certainly don't want, um, I think, Hummels. In the, I think everyone knows that. <laughs> Those are gone. But they don't want your knickknacks. So don't pack them up and store them with all this like thought, oh, they're going to want this. 
They're not, I can tell you right now. <laughs> so start getting rid of things. Um, so download our guide. We'll give you things that you can start to do to really prepare your home if you're thinking about this. Um, we will work with you one-on-one -on -one to, to hear about your scenario. Um, we're, we're part of EXP. We have, we have agents around the, the country that we are part of a network with that we know and um, communicate with often. So if you're thinking about, you know, oh, maybe I want to buy out in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, we have people out there that can help you do that. So wherever you, wherever you're going to land, we can, we can um, help you. But more importantly, we could put together a game plan with you around what makes the most sense. So you could work with us one-on-one. -on -one. And, and if you um, want to do short-term rental, if you're thinking about buying an investment property that you want to Airbnb, we have done that and we have two offerings. One of them is coming out really soon. The other one, I'll start with the A to Z Airbnb, which you've probably heard us talk about before. We developed a course, which we ran with a live audience last year. It was incredible. Um, there's so much value in this class. It's many modules and you get to walk through at your own pace. That class is available on our website for just $2.99. And it's really covers everything from looking for the property all the way through managing your guests once you've got it up and running and everything in between. And then I'm so excited about this new offer that we have um, where we are going to help you with a short-term rental. If you're looking to optimize it, if you want to start to flow even more cash out of that property, if you want to start to see your cash flow go up, you want to optimize it, you feel like there could be other things that you're doing that you, you could do to market it better, um, just get it in front of more eyeballs. You know, you're not sure if you're pricing it right. You're not sure if it's furnished in a way that's going to attract the top um, dollar and the and really good guests too, because we're a big believer that we want to attract guests that are going to take care of of our property. Then we have something for you. It is um, coming very soon, and so stay tuned for that. It's kind of the we we see people interested in A to Z Airbnb, and this is the next level. This is for someone that wants some custom um, recommendations from Beth and I, who have experience in real estate and real estate investing for you know years and years, and um, you know are generating six figures on short-term rentals right now. So we've figured that out. We want to share that knowledge with you. We want you to be successful too. So um, keep an eye out for more coming on that soon. And really anything that we can help you with related, if you just want to pick up the phone and have a discovery call and chat about how you could work with us, please feel free to do that. This is stuff we're passionate about. And we really want to help you. Absolutely. We'll put a link in our show notes to the guide. We'll put a link in um, for our calendar to sign up some, set up some time with us. And, um, you know, what you look for, you'll find. So look for something great. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Abundant Investor Podcast and learned something new. We would love to hear from you. And if you did get something from this episode, please subscribe and rate this podcast so more people can find it and live their rich lives too. And remember, an abundant mindset means there's always plenty to go around and through giving, we receive.